0: yeah i'm gonna take my horse to the old town road i'm gonna ride till i can't no more i'm gonna take my horse to the old town road i'm gonna ride till i can't no more
1: i got the horses in the back horse stock is attached head is mad at black got the booshes black to match riding on a horse I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch now Can't nobody tell me nothing You can't tell me nothing Can't nobody tell me nothing
0: Two, 5 and 10 your source for bullshit free nhl news analysis and insights now here are your hosts kevin notton and ben stewart welcome 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 ladies and gentlemen to our central division preview episode benny what up baby papa, <laughs> oh, papa? um doing good we're rolling
1: our, rolling along here uh like you said central tonight uh we're recording on at night on the 26th, and then next episode is going to be a two-for-one in order to get everything in before the opening night uh, with our last two division previews and then uh, season predictions in terms of Stanley Cup, individual awards, um, and a few other things. Uh, But before we get into the Central, I did want to run through that PTO list that I was talking about before we hit record here. A few interesting names. I mentioned Strawman uh, going to Boston. Do you think he has a legitimate shot to start in the top six to begin the year as the right-hand shot?
0: Beginning of the year, absolutely. I mean, we, we got those guys out, and the veteran leadership that he brings along with the ability to just go out there and eat minutes. I mean, I know he's not as fast as he used to be, probably losing a step and along with, Derek Forbert, another uh, senior citizen out there, it, it might be a little difficult for us. But as for caliber of play and ability, I mean, yeah. I mean, our our younger guys are there. But if at any point they slip up, I, I think Strowman's going to come in and those guys are going to be on the outside looking in.
1: And still, even last year, he's not going to move the needle offensively, but he's going he can still show up 20 minutes a night. If needed, give you league average play. So if you hide them on your third pair, put them on a PK. Like you can't, you can do much much worse on your third pair, especially on a PTO. Um,
0: oh, I agree completely. And one other thing, I'm going to throw out there: as a guy who's on a PTO, and I mean going from a PTO to us offering him a contract, I mean I wouldn't be surprised that if Strawman still has it, which I think he does at least for another year this could be the way that we end up pushing out either Forbort or Riley just to make some cap space. Yeah, he'll take the league minimum. Exactly. So, I mean, we'd save some money there, and if we could stay at least up front, we would be under the cap at least for right now. So it would work out.
1: A few others to run through here. Um, Artem Anisimov, re actually towards in Philadelphia. Zach Aston Reese goes to Toronto, uh, competing for a spot on the fourth line. Uh, Derek Brassard, Big game Derek, Big Dick Derek going to Ottawa. Uh, going back to Ottawa, actually. Um, Calvin DeHaan on a PTO to Carolina. Jason Demers on a PTO to Edmonton. Danny Kaiser to Vancouver. Uh, Galchenyuk to Colorado. So we'll see if he can find a fountain of youth there. Uh, Sonny Milano to Calgary. Like, low-key that would be Big a great addition. Just <laughs> yeah. piece. I'm, I'm surprised he can only get a
0: PTO to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm surprised. Like a, a lot of the guys you just named are guys who are usually in the lineup. Yeah. So just going on PTOs, I wonder if GMs or whatever it was already knew they were going to be strapped to the cap a little bit, just getting a little bit closer and we'll bring in on a PTO. And then if you got it, we'll definitely move some other things around and one other guy in a PTO down there too in Carolina, Derek Step
1: Yeah, and he can still help on your four. He, if he's your thirteen forward, you're doing all right. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Um, another one in Ottawa, Michael Del Cole, Alex Chase on Arizona, uh, Cody Eakin to Calgary, Scott Harrington to San Jose. Good luck there, uh, Thomas Hickey to New Jersey. I feel like Hickey just does not lead the tri-state area. Um James Neal to Columbus. Uh Tyler Pitlick to St. Louis. I like that. Even if he's not gonna help much, but again, these are PTOs. You're gonna get them at the league minimum. And you have a guy who can play in your PK and has some wheels to him. Not that bad. Uh Victor Ras to Columbus, Antron Roussel to Philly, because they always need a fucking goon. Daniel Sprong to Seattle, like that one. Eric Stahl on a PTO to Florida. Like you said, step on to Carolina. Michael Stone. The fact that he's only 32 years old, I feel like he's been traded at every deadline since I was like six. He just keeps going. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, Nate Thompson to LA. At some point, he's going to have to retire.
0: I was, I was thinking of the save.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jimmy VC to the Rangers. Actually scored a goal tonight in the first preseason game. And Jake Vertanen to Edmonton, who... I think out of everybody on this list has the highest potential to contribute um, to a team's top six
0: uh, or at least top nine. I would say that 90% of the people you named on that list have a legitimate shot at cracking the lineup. too. So, yeah, like, I, I don't think these are just PTOs to see, Hey, if you still got anything left in the tank, I think these are really good death pieces for a lot of teams.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. PTOs used to be like the Nate Thompsons, like no offense to Nate, but like late thirties, kinda hanging on has brings one skill to the table either size, uh PK, a power play specialist, something, but a little bit older. You have guys here like Ashton Reese is twenty eight. Uh Nathan Nabelli Bullio, twenty nine. <laughs> like these guys are like Late 20s, early 30s, most of these guys. And back in the day, like Sonny Milano, five years ago, would have gotten a two- or three-year deal over the summer. So, I don't know. A lot of good names on this list. And like you said, I think the only one said, I'm going to go out on limb and say just don't get offered a roster spot, I'm going to go... They'll find a spot for Thompson. Thirteen forward. I'm gonna go stall doesn't get one. Rast doesn't get one. And Hickey doesn't get one. Everyone else will get an offer.
0: You yeah, see, it's like it's so hard for me when it comes to like comparable piece, right? Like you you brought up Antoine Roussel, like now he's on a PTO got up op- absolutely leveled the other night against Connor Carrick in that preseason game. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> it, and it's just like one of those things there where, you know, Roussel's in there to mix it up and be an agitator and everything else, but getting blown up by another guy like that. Like I think for a guy like him, that hurts your chances of making a team. Like brings him down a lot lower. I'm just, uh, I wonder about James nail. Uh, I wonder if he still has it or not. I mean, I've always loved the real deal, James Neal. I don't think <laughs> things worked out for him uh, too good there up in Edmonton after that switch between him and Lucic. But I will say, I mean, the guy has always had a cannon. And if he goes to a team like Columbus where they've gotten a lot better and they could put him in a bottom six role and not in the sense of being a mucker or anything like that, but you put a guy in a bottom six role that can still shoot the puck,
1: yeah,
0: I, I think that makes you a better team. And he's always been a little bit of a pain in the ass too, so...
1: You can put him on your fourth line and he wouldn't be that out of place. Like, again, like you said, not expecting him to be a gritty PK specialist here. But if you put him on a fourth line, let him cause some shit, almost like a Corey Perry type. Like, that's what Neil should be modeling himself after. Go to the front of the net on a power play or kind of spring out to the circle, to the faceoff dock
0: for his wrist shot. You can find a role this year on a one year deal. I always love that clip of him, too, when he's in Pittsburgh. And uh, he ends up getting high-sticked <laughs> in the face. The ref doesn't call it, but the ref calls him when he punched the guy in the face. And, <laughs> yeah, he sticked me in the face. He's in the box. And, what? well, you were more violent than him. And, you go, well, what's violence anyways? Like, that's one of my favorite things. Anyway. I was just fucking dying when he says that. Like, that's awesome.
1: It's like uh, Bill Clinton. That's that. What's your definition of
0: <laughs> What's violence anyways? My God, James Dale.
1: But uh sorry to be keeping you awake. Oh sorry man. You're all good. You're all good. <laughs> uh but alright, let's get into the central here. Last week we went one to eight. Let's do eight to one this time, because now we're gonna start getting into like some <laughs> some good teams. Yeah, some really not interchangeable, but the order of this division is gonna determine the vast, I would say almost every playoff spot in the West this year um, when compared to like some of the all-car contenders in the Pacific.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, all right. Let's kick it off number eight. I'm going to go, shockingly, the Arizona Coyotes finishing dead last. I'm going to pick them finishing dead last
0: in the league this year too. I also had Arizona State as uh, <laughs> number eight in the conference. Yeah, I mean, all-around shitty situation. Uh, tough, I think for everybody there, even the players you're going to, what is, I don't want to say the bottom of the barrel. I'm sure Arizona state's building a really nice college facility, but you're a professional team playing in a college rink, not knowing where you're going, uh, traded off a lot of assets. It's funny though, too. Like when you look at their lineup, some of the names aren't that bad. But you yeah, could okay. just tell that I just don't think a in this division, but b just with everything else going on, like you still have Clayton Keller, you have Nick Schmaltz, you got Andrew Ladd on his last year, their last leg. I mean, how he he's going to do much? You still have Chickering, you have Lawson Krause, you brought in the big boy and Zach Cassian. You had, had, he had Nick Richie Rich, Nick too, like. I'm just saying, Kraus, Cassie, and a Richie, you put those three on a line, dude. <laughs> like, Be careful. <laughs> uh, you got Baron Hated, Travis Boyd for some depth there. You got Christian Fisher, who's been there for a while. You got Bugstad. Like, I, I, it's not... I don't want to say I hate the lineup. Like, I think the names are alright. You go the back end. I mean, you got Gostas Beer who finally on the last year, that long-term daily signed. Nemeth, Brown, like, the D is a little suspect, but Connor Timmins might finally uh, peak for him this year. So, I mean, if you can get Connor Timmins and Cam Deneen to peak for you, both going to RFA next year, you're at least feeling a little bit better going into next season. So it's like, I don't know. I just think this is a very tough division. This team is mentally strained, bottom of the barrel. They only have one goalie currently. Like, I'm just... <laughs> Ah, I'm not really feeling the desert too much
1: yeah the Arizona state coyote sun devils um the thing like the names you listed like Christian Fisher if the best thing you can say about him is he's been there a while <laughs> <laughs> he, had ten points, he had ten points last year supposed to be like he was part of the previous rebuild as the future core um Hayton is a. I feel like a complete bust. Behind him, you have nothing on the roster in the center spot. I mean, Logan Cooley, Connor Geeky as prospects, they might make the roster. But to be honest, I'd rather have him go back.
0: Oh, no. Cooley's already going back. They said he's at least doing this year at Minnesota. Okay. So I I think it's just... You have Clayton Keller. Lawson Krause,
1: I like. I feel like if he was in Boston, he would be a full fucking... Folk hero. Um, but like you said, the back end, like, gosh, the is a power play specialist. Chikrin is incredibly overrated. We were talking about that last year when the rumors were about Boston trying to make a move for him, how we both were, like, not worth the reported demand that Arizona was making. Like The, rest the of, demand
0: they have is still very high, too.
1: Yeah, and the rest of the roster, is just, like, veterans barely hanging on. Young, uh, other guys who weren't good enough to get traded off because nobody wanted him when he didn't have value, and Clinton Keller. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, so, precisely.
1: Like, the, all the off-eye stuff, like, how many season tickets can I sell? Like, 500 <laughs> uh, because of
0: the space limitations. They're, well, they're- the craziest part, too, is the actual prices for the game came out. And it was outlandish. It was crazy, like two hundred and fifty bucks to sit at the glass or three fifty. And I just want to be like, who Who's going to these fucking games? Well, you got to get
1: price per ticket. If you only have a hundred, you got to sell them for like ten grand to it, break even.
0: Yeah, like no, I, like I understand like point of return and everything else, but like, fuck, man, like you got to have interest to actually do that though, and you don't have that. Yeah, I don't. They're trying to build that arena
1: uh, what is it in Tempe? Yes they still haven't gotten approval for that. It's like we've been through this time and time again with this organization. The new ownership came in they were supposed to solidify everything. then they're like the Hispanic Donald Trump. They don't pay anybody for anything. Uh, they had to get they got kicked out of Glendale. They got sued by Glendale because they weren't paying taxes, they weren't paying contractors, they weren't paying employees. Like, how much longer is like? It's just a joke for the league. Like, you can't consider yourself a major sports league, one of the top four, core four in American sports, and you have a team playing in a college arena that's getting sued because they're not paying bills. Like Arizona's got to go. Like, move. They need a new ownership group that's going to move them somewhere that they can actually get this shit turned around. Cause no one that's worth anything is going to go to Arizona either as a free agent or even if I got traded, fuck you I ain't gone. I'd rather, yeah. sit, I'd rather sit out and go to an arbitrator and get, get a buyout. I'll, I'd give up money to not play in Arizona. If, <laughs> like that's how bad it is. And I'm broke as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> <Look>, I <I'm> go. <going. laughs> So yeah, Arizona, Black Eye in the league. Um, if this Tempe thing falls through, Betman—if ha if Bettman does not move them after that, like it's almost like a Twenty Fifth Amendment type deal where they Bill Daling needs to step in and be like, "Gary, we're moving them. Like we got to stop with this shit." Yeah, we're we're calling we're calling a truce. Yeah. Um, all right, moving up to number seven, I got Chicago. Not surprisingly. Um, like you said about Arizona, the names on the list, you have Caner, who's still going to do his thing. Taves, who I know he's passed his prime, a lot of wear on his body, but he's still, if he was on any other team, he'd be an incredible three C, um, solid two C, but right now he's still their Number one, you know, you have Domi looking to rebuild value. Um, like outside of that, it's nothing up front. No, hey, nothing. So it's basically Kane somehow willing himself to another like eighty point, ninety, 90 point season, even though he's going to get dealt at the deadline. Um, Domi looking to rebuild value, and then dealt at the deadline again. Yeah, yeah and then Taves looking to prove that he he's healthy and he can find some scoring touch again, and then he gets dealt at the dead deadline.
0: Now, uh. I- I both I feel the same as you. I, I feel that Kane and Taze are both going to be dealt at this deadline. Uh, Chicago is going to at least retain money for the season that their UFA at the end of the year, just to make these deals go through and to further deepen their uh, draft. Pr- like their draft this year, they have two draft. Uh, they have a first round pick that is theirs a potential first from Tampa which will either be this year's or next year's Tampa's first. They have Tampa's second and their second. They have their second and uh Dallas's third. Like th- they're loaded every every round here. And it's like they're just going to acquire anything and everything in hopes of rebuilding but like I get it, you can draft these kids that are really young and go from there, but at the same point you like they still need time roster. Yeah, like they still <laughs> need to develop. So like that's just my only thing where I'm just kinda like I I know you're trying to build a future here, but like this isn't even a, a three year plan. This is this is a fiver. Like like yeah. this is a while. Like at least a, at least a fiver.
1: That's the thing, like, especially when it comes to the cane trade that they'll end up making you got to get NHL roster players back in a deal besides just prospects and picks. Mm -hmm. Like you can't trade Kane for five first round picks because then what? Yeah. Where do you go now? Yeah. Um, The only guy I do like on their roster is Kachuk. Like I think he's a nice like top nine like pain in the ass type forward, but there's a chance he's their best forward on a roster by the end of the year. <laughs> um, where do you think Kane and Taves get traded to? Like, let's say the the standings predictions that you have in your mind for this season. Where do
0: you see him going? Call me crazy. You're crazy. I love it. <laughs> I, I have something planned on my own end. Uh-oh. I'm wondering if uh, the Boston Bruins could send Charlie Coyle there. He's under contract for a couple of years. They got a hit minimum. He's younger. They got a hit minimum. And, I mean, if we did Coyle and a prospect or something for Taves, put him in as our 3C? Hey.
1: I mean, you would have to probably add a little bit more, especially if Tavis proves he's good. I know he's a UFA, but Coyle is basically like they're they're taking money off your hands and helping you. Oh, 100%. So you're going to have to add either like a real good prospect or a decent prospect and a pick.
0: I mean, that. but technically I'm taking money off their hand. They got a 10-5 hit. They go down to a 5 and a quarter. That's more than half the value. They'll be all right. Yeah, but they're they're out that at, at the end of the year. Uh, plenty of cap space. Well, I mean, <laughs> shit, that's uh, twenty-one between the two of them. It's yeah. a lot of dough. Um, I
1: here's my prediction for Taves, Colorado. Right, right at the end of the year, right before the deadline. Colorado eats a little bit of money. I don't know what goes back to Chicago, but Taves goes there. I think. We'll get into it in a little bit. But he slides in this at 3C. Not bad for a repeat a repeat champ run here.
0: To, to win another cup, not too bad, huh? Kane's going to the Rangers. No, you've been saying that for years. No, I, I know there was a lot of rumors of uh, he's last year, this the only whole season. He wants to happen. go to. He wants to go to Buffalo. He wants to go home, but yeah. you guys won't let him. <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll buy him a fucking private jet that he can fly back there on the weekends. Well,
0: oh, perfect. All right.
1: Yeah. Sweet and for Kaner, up. the Rangers are in on him if after 25, 30 games, Kako still isn't cutting it. And then he's part of the re- what's going back to Chicago.
0: Well, at least you already know what chips he got, so that's good. Yeah, and we got that first-round
1: pick for in the— neil's lundquist trade which allows us to still trade a first rounder perfect so uh but yeah back end on chicago how bad is that steph jones contract that bowman shouldn't have signed they shouldn't have let him sign it the ownership
0: why did they let him sign that deal i don't know i mean how smart does again, yet again my man in a columbus there <laughs> look i'm just telling you like, very smart man. I said he wasn't a number one guy. Like,
1: a franchise guy, top of the league, elite defenseman. Like, he just chewed up a lot of minutes, and because of that, piled up some points. Like, he was never that great. And I know that 4-5 or five OT game in the playoffs with Columbus kind of elevated him. But even then, he got caved in all game long. Just because he was out there doesn't mean he's good. Oh, um, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and then Peter Morazic's in goal.
0: And I don't see a boys there, but not good. No. <laughs> I, I think at this point, too, I mean, after Al being out last year with uh, COVID, like, it was never able to kind of recover. I think him just going to Chicago, he's going to get a chance to play. I don't want to say revive the career, but he might be able to get a couple more years out of it being yeah, a backup yeah. somewhere. So I, th- I think it's a big year for him. And poor Tyler Johnson going from Tampa to this. Yeah, what did I do wrong?
1: <laughs> All right, who do you got in sixth place? Unless you do the next two. I kicked off the first two.
0: Sixth and fifth, who you got? All right, this to me was the hardest with just... I had these two teams next to each other. It was just how they were going to fall. And I thought about it, I thought about it, I thought about it. And I'm going Dallas. Okay. I, I just... Uh, I, I don't really like the roster construction. I like Ottinger and Nett. Like like we can start from the back. I like Ottinger and Net. You got Wedgwood there backing him up. You gotta pray you don't get to Wedgwood. Yeah. <laughs> the uh the D, I mean you have Hiskinen, Lindell's been solid, you have Suter there, falls off kinda yeah. after that. Colin Miller. I he's can't even solid. say the other the, like. uh, no, we've had Colin Miller, he's fucking not that good. Yeah, he's um,
1: like, he'll give you a fifteen to seventeen minutes of not moving a needle, but for the most part, he won't fuck you over.
0: Yeah, he's just, but I mean, he's a little bit of a flight risk. He always thinks his <laughs> shot's going to get through right in the shin pads, like just little <laughs> shit like that. Uh, You got Tyler Sagan there. You have Ben. I mean, Ben for the big fella, I mean, I, I think he's starting to lose a step. Yep. I think he's still just as gritty and nasty and as tough as he was before. I'm not taking that away from him. Uh, you got Pav there. I love Pav, Joe Fabelski. I, I've loved him for years, but I mean, a little bit older, a little bit slower. They do bring in Mason Marchment, which I like. I think they're going to get a lot from Faxka, too, and Hints. I, like yeah. uh, I, I like Ty Delandria. I like Ty Delandria. I also like Garyanov, but he's very hot and cold. Very hot, very hot. Good, good, good. Uh, Kivi Ranta showed spurts of good and then just kind of fell off the map i just feel like the team as a whole to me is very hot and very cold and for a division like this i think they're going to need to be very consistent and i don't know if they have that and and the head coach you love i was gonna say and i'm just not a big peter DeBoer guy
1: yeah i mean i like marchmont but for a team that struggled the last few years in the goal scoring department I know they have a lot of money tied up and Ben Sagan and Pavelski. Pavelski is still producing, especially on a power play. But Sagan, I feel like is just always hurt. Um, I mean, he had that – he played for that injury in a, their cup final run, uh, which kudos to him. Like I think he picked it up in his days in Boston. Uh, came back 81 games but only 24 goals. So is that just because he was – Getting a step back, or is he a twenty to twenty-five goal scorer now, not a forty goal guy? I think we started seeing the transition last year of Jamie Ben from first line power forward who can pop in thirty to a top nine. I wouldn't say enforcer, but like he's more willing to drop the gloves. Last year, I noticed in the sense of doing doing that as his role. So I think he's starting to see the writing on the wall about I'm not really a number uh, first line guy anymore. So what's my role going to be, especially to prolong his career and still contribute because he is basically the leadership of the organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he's starting making started making that transition. But Marchment being your free agent forward signing is not moving the needle for me in terms of helping contribute offensively. Like he played on a top five offense last year. And I know he only got third line minutes, not a lot of power play time, but even then didn't crack 20 goals. He's going to get power play time here, but on a second unit, because you're not going to put him ahead of Pavelski. You're not putting him ahead of Robertson. Uh, Sagan's going to be there. Ben is going to play. So now he's going to get only second power play unit time. He's going to play in your second or third line and that's your guy that's supposed to help the offense move along. That was my issue with them. I thought they could have done something different, either via trade or free agency, to help fill out that top six. Odiger, like you said, like them. They're talking about moving Hedobin. If there's a way not to because, like you said, if it gets down to Wedgwood, oh, boy. Yeah. Um, And they're backing, like you said. I mean, Lundquist got traded there. It's not that he was bad with the Rangers. It's just that the Rangers have Fox and Trouba on the right side, and then Braden Schneider came in and proved that he's the type of skill the Rangers were looking for in a back end to be a little bit more of that sandpaper type, and he was just not going to find a spot. So I think Lundquist can actually probably end up on their second pair this year in power play time and not look out of place. Um, But, yeah, it's just they're losing some offense with the – you know the decline of Ben. Who knows what you're going to get from Sagan? Is he that top of the lineup offensive driver still, or is he not? Pravelski's solid, but outside of that, I don't see much offensively. And I'm also not a huge Peter DeBoer guy. I think he's the guy you bring in to try and prolong a window that you haven't realized is already closed. And that's why, like, he's not going to be the coach in Dallas in three years. Like, he'll be this year, next year maybe all of next year and then half of the third year and he'll be gone because Dallas is going to have to start rebuilding or like transitioning here. Um, but I have them finishing fifth. My sixth is Minnesota. Ooh, interesting. Okay. I know they had 113 points last year. They finished second. I just don't see it. Like I love Zook. I know Kaprizov is still there. But Hartman had a career year. He's not going to do that again. Like, that will be my one hill I'll die on. He's not scoring 30 goals again. Um, so right there, you lose you lose 10 to 15 goals. Erickson Eck is not a first line center. Um, like, you look at their offensive output outside of Zuccarello, it's all, like, nobody who really creates offense. And Kaprizov is just on his own level. I'm talking about, like, everybody else in their top nine. No one there is really creating offense. Um, so I just don't see them repeating this year, the offensive output they had last year. And because of that, there's going to be added pressure on their back end. And I know they have the names. They have Rodin, Dumba, Spurgeon. But after that, like Middleton, yeah. eh, he's got a good mustache. <laughs> yeah, um, like still floating around. I know they have a lot going on with uh, Keelan Addison, but rookie defensemen are hit or miss. Flurry's going to have to, you know, the clock's going to strike midnight at some point on this guy. <laughs> um, but even if he still has a solid year. Last year, almost had three goals against average. you know he's 37. okay, I thought he was 38. Like I don't know. I think flurry I think Flurry is gonna have his first like, oh, this might be the end type of year and that with the decline offensively and also just the quality of the teams ahead of him in my mind, it's just gonna push them down. I don't, they're not going to be in the basement league wide. They're not going to finish with, like, 70 points. But I just have them, compared to the other teams, not able to keep up over the course of the season.
0: No, that's fair. I had them a little bit higher, and I think based off of last year's merit. But I just, I I don't know what to think with this team. I feel the same as you. Like, you, you got the thrill. You, you have Zook. I expect very high things out of Matthew Boldy this year after the year he had last year. But then there's like, I was the biggest, biggest, I I was a huge Tyson Jost fan and he just could not do it in Colorado goes there. Kind of the same thing. I mean, I like Jordan Greenway, but at some point though, too, it's like, He's a very big body. Takes him a little while to get into the play. Granted, when he gets there, he can definitely do some damage, but it's just <laughs> it, it's him getting there. Felino, I feel the same way. Like older, bigger body, uh getting beat up a little bit. And I agree, the bottom part of that lineup, Hartman, he's not going to have that same output. Freddie Gaudreau, same thing. And the DN, I, I know I'm already looking a little forward to next year, but just on cap space and who's going to be going RFA and and everything else here, Like, I don't see any way how they're able to keep Matt Dumba when he goes UFA next year.
1: Yeah, I think he's going to get dealt at the deadline.
0: I, I think so too, just uh, depending where they are. If they're in that spot and they're out of the picture, I, I think he is going to be dealt. And I know Boldy came in and had a very good start to his career. I like
1: Boldy. I, he's one of my favorite young players. But I don't think even adding him to the lineup for the full season is going to overcome things.
0: Oh, no, I don't think it's going to overcome things either. I just think that he should, if he's continuing on the same trajectory, should have a good year.
1: Yeah. And, again, I'm not saying Minnesota is going to suck. I think they'll be on the periphery of that second law car contention most of the year. Like They'll go on a hot streak and battle their way up. And then they'll cool off. Like, they're going to be up and down all year. And I kind of a purgatory area for me. I, they just, I, yeah. It's, I just don't know. Like, maybe there's some secret juice they have in a room. And it's just like, they're better than in some of their parts. But I just can't see it.
0: I mean, I, I think the other part with them, too, is you said. It's going to strike midnight at some point with Flower. But if it doesn't, and you got that on your backside, that's one thing to keep you more in games. You know, sometimes you just got to score one, (laughs) you just got to get one past the other one and hold the fort.
1: (laughs) And then Sam Steele's there from Anaheim. Remember when uh, he was supposed to be along with Zegris in the future of the Ducks?
0: Yeah, I I think. I don't want to say it in a rude way, but it's going to come off as a bad way. So some of these guys that are in this lineup almost seem like the uh, land of misfit toys, in essence. Like are you, you know, trying they to get all the pieces together? <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, oh, you know, like Yoast for example. Like, you weren't working out in Colorado. You were projected to be one of the next captains in the National Hockey League. Why don't you come with us? Maybe, uh, you know, you have something to give us. So I, I think that's just what it is. Yeah. It's just finding the right places. Who you have finishing fifth? I had, just with all the turmoil right now, the Winnipeg Jets. I do like this team, but just with what went on last week of Rick Bonus taking away the C from Blake Whaler, and they're having a press conference at noon on a Friday as to they need to find the right leadership group. And it's so odd. Very odd. Uh, not to mention, too, I mean, Blake Whaler was a guy who, uh, there were single mothers at like their supermarket up there and Blake Wheeler would be behind them in line and he would pay for their groceries in, you know, COVID Canada where you still needed to wear a mask and everything else. And, you know, people wouldn't see his face. They wouldn't know who he was. Oh, thank you so much for the guy who paid for our things. Somebody else would be like, Oh, that's Blake Wheeler. But like just things he would do for the community. And, and, and he's American too. This is an American guy in Canada on top of it. Now, Kyle Connor, good for 40. Yeah. Shifley, I mean... I think Shifley's the problem. I was going to say, I, I think he's lost a step. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I think he's lost a step a little bit. They still have Eilers, who... Can we just talk about Ehlers? I feel like he's been around forever, but he has been the same consistent player yeah, year in and year out.
1: Does his thing.
0: Just par for the course, so you know exactly <laughs> where you're getting out of him. They have Dubois there. I feel like Dubois is a little bit of a fucking nutcase at this point. He already said that he's not signing long-term. See, he already said he's signing long-term, but then he came out after and he said that he would stay in Winnipeg long-term. So I I am so fucking confused with this kid, and whether it's him or his agent or whoever's saying it, like, how about you just shut the fuck up and play hockey? I mean, he forced his way out of
1: Columbus with, like, that famous shift that he gave. Like, I... I think him, like, I'm just strictly talking about, like, off-eye stuff. For some reason, I get this negative vibe from Shifley. Like, I think Wheeler's fine. I think they strip to see to send a message. I don't think they strip to see because they don't like Blake. But for some reason, like, Shifley's been there a while. Like, they were talented. They never got over the hump. For some reason... I'm like, I think he he could be part of the problem. Now, obviously, I'm speaking out of my ass because I don't have any access to the room with the guys. But it just – you know when you just get that feeling from guys and you're like, this guy might be a fucking asshole.
0: <laughs> yeah, just one of those. You can smell it on him. So
1: I think it's him and Dubra, like you said. Um, I'm surprised they didn't make any trades in the offseason. Like, if you were going to shake up, like, the vibe and the leadership of the team – should actually shake it up and not just bring the same guys back and be like, all right, this time we mean it.
0: No, no I, I agree with that. I, I think that if you are going to shake it up, I mean, it make it you worth your while. I, I do think, though, too, like even some of their guys on the bottom here, like Cole Perfetti, uh, I think he's going to develop into a nice hockey player. I love the addition of Sam Gagne here. Like, like, it's a perfect fit for him. And then when you go to the back end, I like their back end. Like, Morrissey, Schmidt, I'm not the biggest peonk guy, just especially for the deal that he got. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Dillon, Dylan DeMello, Sandberg, Logan Stanley. Like, I like their back end. They have Hellebuck. I just think that, like, within this division and then just whatever's going on up there smells a little funky. So, so I had them there, even though I do like the team. Yeah. I like
1: Winnipeg. I don't know what, like, there's so many red flags. I feel like this is what it's like as if you're as a female dating in your
0: early twenties. Yeah. <laughs> like something, the, the, tells it's, me. Tinder. it's Tinder up there. You're like, you know, this one seems fucking crazy. I'm all in.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like there's so many reasons why I shouldn't like Winnipeg, but goddamn it, their talent just speaks to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you, like you said, Hellbuck. I think is the best goalie in the division. Their back end is not that bad. Like it's
0: bare minimum. It's solid. Oh, I mean, you you don't have a a kill McCarr or anything there, but you have a solidified back end. Like you have guys there that are going to do their job. Like Brendan Dillon has taken out anybody who takes any liberties. Logan Stanley's going to do the same. You have DeMello. You have Morrissey, who, mind you, Morrissey's a fucking freight train when he hits people. So it's like they have a very dangerous back end in that sense. Like, don't come over there with your head down because you'll regret it. And then you look at their offense. Probably,
1: like, I know – so Morgan Barron is probably going to be their 3C to start the year, or at least on their third line, if they want to keep Lowry at center. I liked him when he was with the Rangers – Like, I don't think he ever got a fair shot at a consistent role, but he played well in Hartford, I think, for your third or fourth line on a cheap ELC. Like, you can do a lot worse. But then you look at their top six. One of the best top sixes in the conference, if everybody's healthy. So, I don't, like, I like the change that they made coaching-wise. Uh, starting the year with bonus. I think bonus coming from Dallas is gonna bring more structure there. And he's also he everybody thought he was gonna retire, so for him I think he's entering it with the mindset of I have nothing to fucking lose, so I, and I have no problem offending any of you. And I think some tough love might help him. If everybody's healthy, like they should be. I have a finishing fourth. Okay but they should finish like
0: second or third. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I feel like there's a lot more to this team. Yeah.
1: I think, I know you mentioned perfect. I think Mason Appleton takes a step this year into like a solid third line winger who can give you 15 and 15 and have it throw his body around a little bit, like almost like a, not poor man's version, but like a less physical Mason, Mason Marchman last year in Florida. That's fair. Yeah. So I like him. I have not finishing fourth just because I'm just so unsure about the fucking locker room. Like if everything was like... If everything else was a watch. If everything was like yeah. Kumbaya in a locker room, I'd have him finishing like second or third in his division. But until proven otherwise, I just can't trust it that much. So I have not finishing fourth. um, But yeah, they're up and I'll leave it at that. I liked Winnipeg last year. I had them going to a fucking final. So I've liked Winnipeg the last couple of years. Yeah. They should have gotten over to hump by now. So that's all all you need to know about that locker room. All right, who you got next?
0: Uh, Winnipeg. So I had Minnesota at four. Okay. Who did you have at four? Winnipeg. Winnipeg, okay. So we had the flip flop. All right, who do you got at three? St. Louis. I have St. Louis in the same
1: spot. Okay. I think Bennington has a little bit of a bounce back year. I still don't think he's a franchise guy. I think he's in that um, Darcy Kemper type goaltending tier where he can be your number one for a few years and then he turns into like a 1A, 1B and stuff. I don't think he's going to have a very long career, but he's not going to hurt you now. Um, Their back end is still sketchy to me. They're just so... So
0: small. I, I agree. They're, they're very small uh, outside of Pareco. Well, I think it's I mean, overrated Scand- a little bit. I mean, Sc- Scandella is tall, but, I mean, he's not a, a physical force. Like, I feel like when he was first drafted, he he pushed the puck pace a lot more. He doesn't do that anymore. And the other part, too, is for the money that you pay the, these two guys between Falk and Krug, I expected yeah. a lot more last year. I mean, you'd have to think they're going to bounce back, but if they don't, they're stuck with two really big contracts on their hands.
1: I can't believe they're basically the same player. just shoot Yeah, one's left, in. one's right. Yeah. yeah. So, like, when they were playing in the roster, I'm like, D- were you expecting to have a Krug Falk pairing? You know what I mean? Like, I never understood replacing uh, Petrangelo with Krug, essentially. Um, I like Krug's fine, but like I don't th- think he's an adequate replacement, especially when you look at who is already on a roster. Um, but yeah, the D's small. They help you offensively. Their forward group, you know, Father Time, Brandon Saad, still doing it. Um, I like Barbashev a lot, and then you have the three C, O'Reilly, Thomas, Shen, Logan Brown's your four C, like. That's pretty fucking good. Kairou broke out last year, got the long term deal. Booch, my boy, and then you have Tarasenko, 1, one, two, three. Either either of those guys would be a first line winger on a lot of teams in the in the league, and you have them one, two, three. Coaching's fine. Like I just think they're a very solid physical team that's difficult to play against and they don't have a lot of variants, which is what helps them in this division. They're stable. They're not going to run away with the division, and they don't have a high variance in terms of a lot of things can potentially go wrong. It's just these. this is what you got.
0: Yeah, they're just a team up and down the lineup that's going to be hard to play against every night. Yep. You're going to have to earn it against them.
1: So we both have them finishing third, which leaves us with our last two. In second place, the Colorado Avalanche. I had the same. All right, big boy. Here we go. <laughs> I think Colorado downgraded in goal. Big time. Downgraded down the middle. Mm-hmm. New hook. I like it. I think it has potential. You don't have potential as you see as defending Stanley Cup champs. That's just my point of view. You look, the rest of the forward group, not a
0: lot there. Uh, Nichuskin, is that who he is now? I, I personally don't think so, but but that's what they think. I mean, th- don't get me wrong, like, for, for Chooch, he, he's a big boy, right? Like, yeah. he, he can play the wing, he, he can be... But are you going to get that for 82 games a year? And now, with this deal and the number that it's going to be... What I see him being, and I think this will be a perfect comparison, is: is he going to be the Boston David Krejci in the sense of he's going to be overpaid for the regular season, but make his money in the playoffs? I mean, the thing is, he, okay. I mean, play- he's only hit. He's only had one playoff run, so now it's like: well, is it's, he, he going, going the to be that? No, no, I mean, one legitimate run. Yeah, well, I mean, like, he,
1: he had 15 games in 2019, 2020, had two goals. He had 10 games in 2020, 2021, had one goal. And then 20 games last year had nine, which correlates with his regular season.
0: And a broken foot.
1: Yeah. He had, in the NHL, here's his goal scoring totals. 14, 9, zero. 13, 10, and then explodes for 25 last year.
0: He's not a 25, 30-goal guy. That gets you six and one point. Dude, Dude. I'm, making, I'm making a comeback. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, I don't think
1: they get 25 goals from Shuskin again, especially when he's not playing with Kadri. Arturi Lekkinen could he score some goals this year And to make up for it? Sure. I mean, he's not a fucking black hole offensively. But he's also another guy that you're like another 27, 28-year-old hoping that he can give you more than what he's shown in the league so far. Um, You have Landis Cog, who's missing. They say they started the season, but then they say we have no timetable for him to start skating again.
0: Yeah, not a good uh, synopsis to start.
1: Yeah, so that injury, which we can incorporate into our thought process here because it's already happened. Um, Nishu's getting a little bit of, the, of a drop off, the downgrade at UC, I do not Are you going to get twenty plus goals from Lekkinen? Maybe. Who knows? No, you know who you're going to get
0: twenty from Rodriguez. <sighs> if you put Rodriguez in the top six, playing with some of those guys, you, you'll get it.
1: Yeah, I mean he had nineteen last year. He had that hot start. What do you have? Like eleven goals in the first month, and then went like three months without a goal. Yeah, uh-huh. it was something like that. Back end, I mean, is I know they have McKinnon, but I have this colleague right rent up front. The back end is their the spine of their team. McCart, Case, Gerard, Byram, Manson, Eric Johnson. Like, you fucking kidding me? <laughs> um that's what they're hoping to do with If They're just hoping to be able to get between him and Franco's Cruz eighty two games of don't fuck us. And hiding them with that, def- that defense core in front of them.
0: Oh, uh, agreed completely. I I think they're legitimately going to be... The defense is going to have to transition very quickly into offense and keep that puck as far away from your goalie as possible.
1: <laughs> and there is something to be said. I mentioned this recently. For years, Washington was one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference and can never get to the conference final and then advance to the Stanley Cup. Prime years of Ovechkin, uh, Backstrom, Kuznetsov, all these guys, they couldn't get over the hump. Holtby, with that incredible performance he had in 2015 and goal. They finally do, and ever since then it's been a gradual decline. They've never been able to get back. I'm not saying it's a big mental thing, but there is something to be said about, ah, we did it. Colorado, I feel like, is in the same spot. They had all that pressure on them. Same thing with St. Louis. When they broke up that core with uh, Oshie and Bacchus and everything, they couldn't get over the hump. Is there such a thing for Colorado as a – especially for a guy like McKinnon, who's been there for so long, at Landis Cog. Ah, oh, we finally fucking did it. And then they don't have the same juice – for the eighty-two game regular season,
0: I just wonder it, internally. You know, I think they know enough to reserve some of it f- for the dance, right? Yeah. But I just wonder if once as you get to the dance, if we're able to turn it on into that next level after you've been playing like you know, well, not not par for the course, but like we're going to be better than the other teams. We're not going to give it our all, but but we're going to play for eighty-two. And then after that, see what happens. So that means
1: we both agree on a division champion, Nashville Predators. Love it, man. I love their lineup this year. The McDonough trade, I love. Like, just adding to that back end. I know we shit on these guys for so long in terms of being overpaid and everything else, but even with some regression... I still like the structure they put in place around guys like Johansson and uh, the guys up front in terms of adding to the depth. So even if you have some regression, you're going to be able to pick it up a little bit. What's the one thing for you that made you be like, Nashville can
0: do this. They can pull away from Colorado. Well, well their back end, that, like you said, that addition of McDonough, to me, was huge. So you got Yossi, McDonough, Eckholm, Fabro, Lozon, and then you got Borokop back there just beating the bag <laughs> out of anyone who gets out of line. But up front, I mean, they brought back Forsberg. That was the big question mark when he was going UFA. Yep. My question mark is, are you going to get the same production out of Matt Duchesne? But the one thing I love here is this edition of Nino Niederreiter. Yes. I think yes. bringing him there is a huge upgrade to this lineup, to this forward group. Very versatile, big body, plays hard, will be great for them in those games that are in May and June. Look, when they made a the gunner trade and then saw Nino, I was like, fuck, I think they're going to win a division. <laughs> yeah, it made me think differently. I mean... They have Tolvanen. When they first drafted him, was a complete sniper out of Sweden. There, uh, was quiet quietest <laughs> couple of years. Now he, he he's kind of put a name onto him. So hopefully he can have a nice breakout year for him yeah. and say that's why I was that first round pick all those years ago. They still have Tanner Janot. I think that's a big body down low like for him who who'll do it. McCarron. I've always liked Michael McCarron. Big body, another guy there. So between and, uh, their mix,
1: that's my favorite dude.
0: Yeah, I I just love the the mix of what they have up top, accumulating the bottom, and then the back end. I I just think for a well-roundedness, I I think they're in a great position here. And what a turnaround for Hines. Yeah, big time. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, the
1: back end, obviously, and then I think UC Saros in goal. Is he the best goaltender in the division? No. Is he the... Legitimate, like, franchise, potential superstar goaltender that some thought he would turn into. Mm, no. I guess the, on the yeah, fence, yeah. Guess, like- yeah. Um, but he's really good. So when you add all that together and a lot of these guys have been here for a while, it's almost like the culture. Like, Niederreiter's joining a culture. Uh, McDonough, bringing that experience from Tampa Bay, joining a culture they're not a coming in to help turn
0: national around it's just coming in to be pieces which i think helps um i mean how nice is it to like that addition of mcdonough that yossi doesn't have to go out there and play all those hard minutes anymore yep. you can break them up and keep them fresher for longer like that's huge because it was basically just him and eckholm before yep so now you throw mcdonough in there whether you put him with Fabro or or Losey, i mean Jeremy Lozon, to me, is a very underrated defenseman in this league. I mean, he played great for us. We lost him to the expansion draft, had a great year in Seattle last year, and then Nashville picked him up at the deadline. Like, I, I think he's a very good player, and for the money that he's costing, he only $2 million a year for four more years, I, I think you lucked out big time.
1: Yeah. Nothing wrong with him as your right-hand shot third defenseman, Uh, third-pair defenseman. No, not at all. So, yeah, we both like Nashville. The recap— I have Nashville, Colorado, St. Louis, Winnipeg,
0: Dallas, Minnesota, Chicago, Arizona. Uh, I had Nashville, Colorado, St. Louis, Minnesota, Winnipeg, Dallas, Chicago, Arizona.
1: Any other divisional thoughts
0: you have or anything else that's popped up hockey-wise on your mind as last well recorded? As of right now, everything's been quiet. I mean, we had our first... Um, We had our first preseason game on Saturday night against Philly. Uh, We had the tale of two Jakobs. We had Jakob (laughs) Zaborl coming back from his MCL injury and um, looked great. I mean, I know it's a first preseason game, but he looked really well. And then we finally had Jakob Lacco have a showing who, in juniors, the kid lit it up. He, He could put pucks in the back of the net. And then coming out to here where it's been quiet. like with them, nothing on the forefront. And I mean, he absolutely buries a goal Saturday night, sniped it from the top of the circle there. Um, his, him and two other guys, his line, I believe they ended up having like 11 shots on goal. So they were shooting the puck. And and I mean, that's a kid there that I've talked about for a couple of years. And I, I know this lineup's already tough to crack, but if he can come in and shoot the puck and score goals, like I said, the Bruins may be having a think about that transition on the fly between cap space and bringing guys along. So we will see as to what happens there.
1: Yeah. The Rangers had their first preseason game tonight at the garden against Islanders. They won four, one Kreider with a goal off a rebound. Shocking. Uh, Jimmy VC scored, Zach Jones scored and Keanu Miller scored. Um, Brendan Othman two assists in his NHL debut. Um, Adam Socora First-round pick by the Rangers, getting into it a little bit physically. I don't know, just they look good. The one thing I will say for young player-wise, I know that's going to be a recurring theme all year for me with the Rangers, Panarin and Kraus off on a line together through training camp so far. And according to some of the B guys, after each practice or scrimmage, they're on the ice together, just the two of them, no coaches, nobody else, for a minimum of an hour after practice every day with Panarin, bringing him over to certain areas of the ice and, like, directing him about, showing, like, here's how I would handle this. Here's where we go here. Here's how, here's where I want you, because it looks like they're going to start the year together on a line. Um, you know, and both being Russian, if he can help him transition over, that'd be great. But also the other thing, Philip Hito showed up the camp and he did the opening day testing. He added 16 pounds of muscle.
0: That's pretty good. That's a good he, summer.
1: He added 16 pounds and dropped his, uh, body fat by 4%. So I'm like, dude was already fucking fast and he was already six too. If he had some size and some physicality to that, like looking pretty good. So only one game, only preseason, um, but we'll see where they're going here.
0: Uh, I like it. Any shout outs?
1: Uh no shout outs, but I guess I'll I'll tell you I talked about this to you last week before we recorded, but it's a f- officially unofficial, official. Um okay. Greece is happening. I'll be leaving November first. Bang, quick turnaround. Going for three months so i'll be there all of november all of december all of january and then coming back either last few days of january or the first week of february around then um hopefully avoiding most of the brunt of the winter here um but yeah so for those three months i'll be recording either six or seven hours ahead time-wise so it's going to be some either early recordings for you or some late ass recordings for me
0: (laughs) we we will try our best and if we need to find a a couple of sub ends occasionally we'll we'll try to make it work pal yeah
1: as long as it's like a sunday i'll stay up for you big boy i
0: appreciate that man (laughs) who do you got uh who do i got i I got the the kids have just been really good i mean we're in full uh hockey and cheerleading swing here so so we've just been doing that completely and just trying to stay on the course. I mean, he had a goal in his first game last weekend, which was good. Um, yeah, we're we're just uh, we're just trying to rock and roll, man. Just, Any just, more just physical to play? Stay. No physical play this weekend. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, Daddy was not happy with the performance this weekend. Uh-uh. But, uh You know, ne- next weekend's another thing. We talked about it in the car where they're they're playing two minute buzzer hockey. Okay. So legit, the buzzer will go off every two minutes, and he spent more time looking at the thing. And he'd look up and be like, "Oh, well, the buzzer's gonna ring in ten seconds." So instead of chasing after the puck, he would just go right to the bench. Oh, a know, the shift. Yeah, just you know, the the buzzer <laughs> wasn't even going yet. He's already there, and I'm like, "Dude, you you gotta." Yeah, but the buzzer was gonna go off. I get it. You you play until you hear the buzz. You can't shortcut so, it, man. Yeah, so we had a talk about that the other day, but he seemed to understand, which is good. So I'm surprised we're you didn't a know, better performance this weekend.
1: I'm surprised you didn't hop onto the ice and with a whistle like, skate.
0: You know, I was I was debating on after um you know leaving them out there like they did in a uh, miracle, and you know just making them again,
1: <laughs> again. Hey, I will say, no matter how well or how poor of an effort he always looks good in those threads i
0: mean at least he's looking good at something right <laughs> but all right that's all i got all right big boy well everybody thank you for this uh we now have the pacific and the central done we got the metro in the atlantic coming up that'll be is that one going to be our twofer that's going to be our twofer and it's going to be later this week Twofer later this week and then we will go from here into our preseason predictions Yes, us do alright big boy well I will catch you soon everybody thank you so much you know what they say bye bye I met you when I had a dream not so long ago it seems we closed down a million bars yeah you and me we've come so far you showed me how to write a song We wrote some right, we wrote some wrong I was down and out, you let me in And times you were my only friend So long Nashville, Tennessee You can't have what's left of me And as far as I can tell It's our time, I wish you well you me up, you set me free You tore down my memories So you be you and I'll be me So long as real Tennessee